I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swim Podcast. Joining me today is a man with a 100% fatting average at the Olympic plate. Every time he's fallen on the water, he's won gold. Are you jealous? You should be. Today we're talking to, today we're talking to Dressel, Caleb Dressel. Farmer, Olympic superstar, media expert, and host of Dressel Dissects, which I'm hoping will come back at some point. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing really, really good. That was a pretty good intro. I like that one. That was probably the best one you've had yet. <laughs> they're, they're always they're always a little rough. We haven't talked in forever. I haven't talked to you since 2022 uh, at U.S. Nationals. Coach Nesty, Coach Nesty was a peer. We raced each other. We raced in high school and college. He's as plain spoken as he, he's the same guy. I thought he represented you well because he talked about what was going on with you. And he's like, I pulled two things from and he said, 2022 mental break and where Caleb's at right now, he is a happy swimmer and I like training. Happy swimmers is a great swimmer to train. Accurate statement? Oh, very accurate. Yeah. I've always, I've always loved training. Um, I shouldn't say always. Um, I have fallen in love with training. I don't think there's anything better better than training. Um, I like training more than competing, to be quite honest. Um, and of course, I'll have those bad practices every here or there where you don't want to be there. But those are the ones that are a lot of fun because when you do finish that practice, you just you take something away from it. So yeah, I love training. I love getting my heart rate up. Um, but yeah, I, I think Nessie represented everyone in my everyone in my circle when I was just um, not on deck for eight, nine months, uh, everyone represent, represented me really well. Any quote that I saw from whether it be Nesty or Erica, anybody, um, I couldn't have said it better myself. So yeah, I think on Nesty's behalf, he said that, he said that very well, very well. He did. I, I, I thought Ledecky represented you well. We, we put up an interview with Ledecky and she, and, and it was like, she's talking about you. And, uh, I thought it was really interesting. She's like, you know, um, He's not there in training right now. It's like he's not here, right? He's not. He's not. He's not where. He's not the Dressel that we've seen in the past. But he brings so much more to the pool. I didn't. <laughs> I that. Did you see the interview? I, I haven't. I have not. No. She advocated for you. I was like, man, this is like a this is like a big sister stepping up. And I, it was. <laughs> I, I thought she spoke well. I thought I thought it was interesting. And she would. But she was. It's like just in training and what he brings to the team, what he brings as a mentor. I was. Uh, it was. It was nice. You should watch it at some point. Yeah, also, if you honestly just text it to me, that'd be great. I, I would love to see that, but no, I haven't. I haven't really, haven't really seen too much lately. What did, What did you do? You took time off. Um, what did you do to get happy? What What is what? what where Where is your happy place? <laughs> oh, I wish, I wish it was that easy. Um, so, it, I needed every bit of the eight months I was out of the water, and I don't even want to call it eight months because it was not like it was like boom, eight months right back into full training. I mean, Nesty, Nesty held me back. I mean, quite some time, which was how it needed to be. Um, I'm not good at, I'm not good at pacing things. Um, like, especially when I get sick or coming back from a break, I just like to go absolutely claws in, um, pedal to the metal. I don't know how to pace things. I know that's at least I'm aware of that. <laughs> um, so Coming back in, um, you know, Nessie kept me to one hour in the water, three days a week for, I think we were at that for five or six weeks. And I'll tell you what, it was still tough. Um, it was still really, really tough, especially when I would get in the, in the pool long course. Um, so yeah, I got people on my team who are here to help me and I know that. Um, but yeah, right when, right when I got back from Budapest, um, got right into counseling, um, Nicole, my counselor, I've been with her. We were running 
two sessions a week. So I was probably in there five hours a week. And I actually had a shirt made because um, that's all I was doing at this time. It was um, motorcycles, hiking, and counseling. That's all I was doing. Um, and I, every now and then I'd go, I'd go for a run and get my heart rate up. Um, but it wasn't around like, oh, I got to stay in shape. Swimming was not anywhere near being in the picture. Um, I didn't know where I was at with swimming. Uh, there was just a lot, there was a lot more things at stake than a swim career. I'll put it that way. Um, so yeah, it was just enjoying myself without the sport. And the sport is something that I, I love swimming so much. And I want to be able to say that until, until I died. I was going to say until I retire, but honestly, I just want to swim forever. You don't have to deal with gravity. You can do it till you're old, you stay in shape. And, you know, I, I think it's a good way to hold myself accountable to where if I'm in a speedo, I got to make sure I look good. So I want to try to take that as far as I can when I'm getting older. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was pretty much just getting in counseling and and doing things different for myself and not just my swim career, which is definitely a change of pace. But I couldn't, I couldn't go near a pool. Um, I would purposely take um, a long way around campus um, just to avoid the pool. Um, I was scared to death to see any anybody on campus. Um, and I slowly evolved. The more I was in there with Nicole. Um, the more I was just sitting on my front porch, um, the more I was just enjoying myself without the sport of swimming, which is tough because I've, I've had this since age five. Um, and I did other sports, but everything, like it brings me so much joy. So to have something that does bring you so much joy and it did get away from me to where it wasn't anymore. Um, it was tough not having that, trying to figure out like, what, what the heck do I do now? So the three things were I would go camping out in the woods, few times by myself um which is great i just think a lot a lot of people just need to go go touch grass and i think a lot of problems will go away um yeah i have i have a motorcycle um so i would hop on that and just go go for rides um and where we live it's not like no i'm not even trying to defend myself yes i know it's dangerous but it's really fun and i enjoy doing it and i go on back roads i'm not being i'm not being stupid well sometimes i am down but um it's fun it's really really fun and then yeah counseling so that was kind of my uh, my trifecta. And then, of course, my inner circle, um, leaning on them heavy, Nesty staying in touch with me. No one was, no one was you know, wondering where I was at swimming because I didn't know. I didn't know for months and months and months. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's as easy as how did I get happy. Um, it was more so just trying to figure out what, what went wrong along the way. And I don't like to use that word, but I need to do things differently. I was truly, truly obsessed with the sport and I got, I got results. I got really good results. Um, I just didn't have, I didn't have that balance. Um, and I'd lost that age group mentality of just getting in the water because it's fun, not because I have to one up myself from 2017 worlds and then 2019 worlds. Um, but just swimming because it's fun and not caring. Yeah, not caring about placement, which is a it's a crazy thing to say, but I'd rather swim for a time than placement, to be honest. Um, I know this is a super controversial statement, but if I had the choice between a gold medal or a best time, no matter the placement, I think I would go for the best time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Did we did you experience this moment in high school? Did you have this moment? Was that a yeah, so very similar? Very similar, which was which was really terrifying. Um I, I am not it kind of sucks to say because I am I am in a spotlight, but I am not built to, and a lot of people wouldn't guess this because you see interviews and I don't want to 
toot toot the old, the old horn here, but you see how well-spoken I am and I'll do the interviews and everything's fine and dandy and I'm smiling on deck, but there's a lot. And this is not just, this is not just me. This is a tons of athletes and especially with social media. And I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm complaining at all or anything of that matter, but I am not designed to deal with media and the attention because I, I don't, I don't like saying no to people. And eventually it gets to the point where you know, in high school, everyone, everyone loves you. You're that, you're the new breakout star. And then you start just kidding, you know, people just get mean and they're not living up to your expectations. And again, I'm not complaining as a free country. People can say whatever they want. I'm sure through my break, people were saying a whole lot of stuff. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it, it does get tough because I try to act like it doesn't bug me, but it does. It really, really does. Um, and I've gotten to a point now where I can honestly say, I, I don't care. Um, but when you're carrying the weight of not only what your goals are, but also the expectations of, I've got Phelps comparisons and well, can he maintain, you know, world champ 17 into 19 into the Olympics. And then you add the COVID year on top of that. Um, it's hard. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the easiest way I can put it without me just sounding like a titty baby over here. It's, it was tough. It was really, really tough. And on top of that, me not that not being a natural feeling for me, for me being an introvert. I don't like to be around people I don't know. I don't like the stardom. I just want to swim fast, dude. That's what's fun for me. I love getting in the water. I love training. And a lot of people will say, you know, that's just what that's just what comes with the sport. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I should be in the driver's seat with that of what what am I gonna like, you know, what do I want to do? How many autographs am I gonna sign? And there's nothing better than when you do sign that one autograph for that kid and watching their lives light up light up. Like I get that. Um, but I do need that balance and to be able to say no to people because I, again, I want to swim as long as I can, dude, I'm enjoying this sport. I want to, I want to wring out every bit of talent I have in this, in these genes. Um, I want to figure out this sport and you know, I want to keep going for as long as I can. And who knows how long that is. There could be some young bucks fly by me next year. I don't know, but I know I still got a lot left in the tank. And maybe it's not me going best times or world records, but just figuring the sport out and what makes me happy with it and just keep keep that momentum with it instead of just panic every year in fear of I have to do better. It proves I'm I'm not good in the sport. But it wasn't healthy walking away from Tokyo truly believing, and I don't feel this way now, but truly thinking I had a bad swim meet, which sounds crazy. Which I know, and I know, and it, it, it's it's a, it's a little embarrassing saying this, um, but that was my first instinct. And you can't, dude, you can't dare say that in an interview right when you land back in the United States. So there's a lot of things where I just keep my mouth shut and a lot of things where I keep it to myself and it would just boil over and over. But I know it sounds ludicrous coming back from Tokyo where three individual golds, two relays, and I'm like, mm, that wasn't good enough. You know, that's what got me into trouble. Um, I would always look for what did I do wrong and how can I avoid that perfection, perfectionism, essentially. Um, it's a, it's a double-edged sport sword that, um, you know, just so happened to hurt me more than help me over time. You're a times and goal oriented person. And, uh, it's as simple as, I guess you want to meet those times. So you're holding yourself to a high standard. That's, you know, I, I, I don't know if you're aware of, there's a, you have a peer, Ray Carey who was a perfectionist and uh ray carey won the hunter back 200 back four by 100 medley relay in 1984 and he touched the wall and he was up and he was unhappy with his times even though he won because 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 he missed the world record that's is that what it was he missed yeah, it. he thought he thought he could go faster yeah and uh and yeah. and 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 
what happened in the aftermath of that was uh, the, the the media media were media were tough on him. It was very tough. Yeah, on him. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you- yeah. and I might I, honestly I might get backlash for saying that. Um, I don't know. I don't care to be honest. I don't care. I want to be as as um, transparent to a point as I can. Um, just it honestly makes it easier when it's out there instead of keeping this stuff all inside. And there's some things that I'm not gonna not gonna dare share. But yeah, that was one of the real, very real feelings was mm, I didn't do as well as didn't do as well as I wanted. You know, it was just I was so caught up in in times. And if I didn't go these times, it means I wasn't working hard enough, or I wouldn't like dare think of oh well it's because maybe it's because you're swimming finals in the morning, or maybe it's because you had the COVID year, or maybe it's Onto different reasons, but I was just so blinded. Oh no! If I don't go these times, I'm I'm a failure. Of I didn't live up to the potential that I feel like I was capable of doing. So I know I was my number one critic, and I always will be. I feel like it should be that way, but to a fault, definitely, definitely to a fault. To where I I zap the joy out of it. I just again, I just like showing up and training. And age groupers, man, they have it more figured out than they will ever believe. They're just going to practice because it's fun. They're just working hard because it's fun. And they're just they're not thinking about anything besides, oh, I want to beat the guy next to me. So like it really is such a pure, simple sport. And that's why I fell in love with it. And I got I got in my own way. Yeah. You, you know, the context that you're sharing, what your experience was in the in this in this standard you were holding yourself to turn during the Olympic Games, it within within the swim nerd community, which is our audience, it makes sense. Also, you can unpack that after the fact. In the context you're sharing, it makes sense, and it's um, that's I don't I don't I don't know who would see that as a as a negative. I think it's um, I appreciate the insight. I do have a question for you. I I, I want people out there listening to kind of have some context on um, just the the physical and mental things that are going on when you had a schedule. You had a hard run from 16, 16 you were a kid. You're just you're you know you're just a you're just a you're a you're a live wire just a n- raw nerve. But by 16, 2017 to twenty two, your schedule's massive. Um, is it correct that you would after you'd have this huge schedule and you'd be spent and you'd get back home you'd get sick? And- oh, ev- without fail, every single time my body would completely quit on me. Um, yeah, it's almost as soon I could usually survive the plane. Survive that sounds so histrionic. I could usually make it home on the plane, but as soon as I get home, done. Throat's immediately sore. You're laying in bed, body aches. Um, yeah, like you ask so much of of your body. Um, and I, I mean, not just me, but in my case, yeah, I would ask so much of my body and the mental fatigue. It's where it would it knew the the task at hand, and it would hold together. And then as soon as you get home, I mean, without fail, every major meet probably since, I mean, it would even happen. And I remember the first time it happening was zones when I was 12 years old, um, getting home and just, no, I'm just going to stay in bed. Um, so whether it was a real sickness or I had some virus or bacteria in my body, probably not. My body was like, we're overriding the system here. We're going to just lay in bed for three, five days. Yeah. It's a it's a thing internally with with swim swim editorial because you you're trying to reach out to people after world champs and if it's a big star with a lot of with a huge schedule, um, we get a lot of no's because they're sick. We 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 spoke to Kayla McEwen, and literally um, we did an interview with her. She unpacks her world championships. 
she stopped. People don't see this in the media, but she stopped twice to go blow her nose because she was talking to us, talking to me while she had a cold. Oh, I geez. feel horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you douche. What are you doing? <laughs> but it's a um, she she's at a, she's at a point of joy in her career that that seems to be working for her, and a lot of things are going right. But it is it is something that is uh, it it have. so just out of curiosity, you're um, I don't have the experience of doing a schedule like that. I have an experience of doing small schedules, and I I've, I saw athletes. You know, I rubbed shoulders with athletes who did it. But it seems like you know the feedback I got from them was that their nervous system would be up here, and um, and they had moments where they couldn't get their nervous system down. They couldn't get it to normalize. Is um is that something that you've experienced? I mean, for sure, definitely during one hundred percent during the meet. Um, I mean, you're lay you can you can relate to this. This is every swimmer on the planet where you're trying to lay down for a nap because you know you're tired, but you're you got allies. You're just wide awake and you're also exhausted at the same time so of course during the meet but i remember very specifically after uh, olympic trials um i went to get dinner with my family and i really want a margarita so i want to go get I, I, I can tear up some jalapeno margaritas so we want to go get some jalapeno margaritas at this like taco place and i remember walking there and i was still in my in my my shell I like with my family that me had just ended, but like I couldn't override the system to get out of meat, like swimming mode where I was still like, and I was, I was aware of it. I was, I was talking, but my answers were shorter and it wasn't just cause I was tired. It was my body was still completely zoned in even a couple hours after trials had been done for, for a long time. I had just, the media stuff was done. Drug testing was done, but it is, it is very hard to turn it off. Um, you get so many of the adrenalines and those, the, I don't know, whatever chemicals pumping from the brain where you can't just shut them off. It's not like a light switch. I wish it was, that would be, that would be really, really great. But it also helps you, you know, if that's the worst thing that happens is after swimming, I get sick and I'm still revved up and have a hard time, you know, turn it off. I mean, sign me up wired and signed up to do it. But yeah, if that's the worst thing, I'll get sick. If I can compete at the Olympics for a week. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like you went into a shell. You took care of yourself. Instead of curiosity, you were you had your own bubble, but did you did, did you talk to anybody else in in, in your, among your peer group? Did you uh, did you lean on anyone and say, "Hey, here's the deal"? Slowly, it took it took me a while to come out of there um, because I did not, not, dude. On the plane ride back, I I I was like, "What is going on right now?" I dude, I was just as confused as everybody else. I had to leave that swim meet. I needed to go. I I, I had to go home. I needed to get out of there. I was done. I was completely done. I wish I had a better reason of, not a better reason, but in that moment, I wish I just was like, oh, Caleb broke his leg. Yes. That would have been an easier explanation. And here I am sitting on a swim meet, just numbed out. I had to go home. And then eventually over time, you know, um, I, I, I called my best friends, um, Ben and Bailey, but I, I want to say it was probably when I was home, maybe two weeks and I was scared to death of that phone call for no reason, for no reason at all, because I didn't have, I didn't know how to explain it. I had no idea, but I remember I took a, um, first time I called Ben, um, I took a bike ride. There's some, there's some trails by our house. You can get lost really easy. It's, it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I was out there like psyching myself up to call my best friend just was 
obviously not in a good spot. But yeah, I was just confused and didn't have words when no one in my circle needed words. They just wanted to, they just wanted to, you know, hey Caleb, that's it. That's all they ever wanted. But in my head, it was how do I explain this? Because I didn't have I didn't have an explanation. Um, so it was tough. Over time, it got it got easier and easier. And then over time, seeing um, uh, I think Bobby was the first person I saw on campus. Um, and just, you know, seeing swimmers and then being able to walk by the pool, be able to smell the chlorine. Um, first time I got in the water to actually swim, Megan, for my birthday, um, she got us tickets to go swim with the manatees, which is, if you haven't, if y'all haven't done that or is watching this, it is the, is the best thing ever. Um, so yeah, the manatees were running and she took me to go um, see them. So I was, without realizing it, I was like, oh, I haven't been in water a good amount of time here. Um so, and that honestly, it was rough. That was actually a really rough time. Um, so I'm not just gonna, I'm not gonna um, throw that off. Yeah, the next time I went in for for counseling, we talked about that the whole time. It was a shot. Like, I, yeah, I wasn't competing, but just being in the water, like my body remembered it like that. Of like, whoa, 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 bub, what, what the heck do you think you're doing? Um, and then I had my, uh foot surgery um which i forgot about yeah dude there's a lot of things where i was it's it's surprising how much you can get done when you're not when you're not swimming um yeah i had um similar surgery to what i had before they just had to reattach some ligaments um it, it got i got my foot trapped under our tractor honestly it's a sick it's a gnarly story the front loader came down um because i was changing out the buckets and the front loader came down and pinned my foot and the tractor was still mowing. Oh yeah, dude. I was like, it was like from what's that movie? Seventy-two hours or something. It wasn't that dramatic, but like that's what I felt like. I was like, oh no, and it hurt. It hurt so bad, dude. Um, so yeah, and Maggie was inside. I couldn't yell because we're on some land. It was too far away, and the tractor was running. So I had to like basically shimmy the front loader because I'm just so sh- freaking strong, dude. So I got my foot out eventually, but like I had to just kind of like <laughs> rip my toe out. And I think I undid the first surgery. So I had surgery again. And then shortly after that, um, I could like slowly get in the water. So I'd go up with my little sister Sheridan and my other best friend Bailey. And we would do, um, my counselor made, she said no more than 30 minutes. So just 30 minutes at the Y. And it was, it was just fun. I was just doing breath control. I couldn't kick anyways. Um, but I had some like, I mean, you take baby steps and then even smaller than a baby step um, to where it was just fun to be in the water. I didn't have a goal. The goal, I was like, I was out of shape as anything. Um, but yeah, just floating around. Um, and then when me and Megan would go to the beach, just like, oh, raving to do some of the strokes. Um, yeah, up until three days a week for an hour. And then as soon as I hit that hour, Nessie would say, get out. I'm like, okay, I'm already like so tired anyways right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, just starting off with some of the smallest steps possible until um i i like you know the trials was not easy that was that was not easy at all um swimming in lane eight and getting scratched into the a final swimming in the c final but you know what i showed up there to swim and compete i didn't show up there to only swim if i made an a final because of a, of a pride thing no i showed up there to swim 
And that's why I love the sport. It's the most fair sport ever. And those are the times I got, and those are the times I trained for. So, so be it. You know, I thought freestyle would have been, I thought I could have dipped under, you know, 49 in the freestyles. Honestly, I was happy with the fly, 50 fly for sure. Um, but you know what? I was out of swim meet and it was fun. It was really fun. Um, so yeah, it was, I don't want to use the word embarrassing, a little bit of it, a little piece of it for sure. Because, you know, when they're announcing like, oh, world record holder, Caleb Dressel, or like, I'm like, oh, I'm there in like lane eight, like, hey, what's, what's good, everybody? Um, yeah. So parts of it were humbling that I didn't think I needed. It's just the whole eight months out of water was a humbling experience. Um, but that meet was so fun. It was really fun being on the other side, I guess you could call it. Um, and feeling so safe on deck. I had so many people just coming up and I like truly felt the love from everybody. I felt safe on deck. Um, I had more people come up and say, you know, welcome back or good job at that meet than probably any others for me. I had more people text me then than I probably when I made the team um, in 2021. Um, so yeah, definitely a really, really fun experience. Um, some high, I cried. I mean, I cried after, yeah, after prelims under free. That, that was definitely that was definitely a shock. You know, it was foreign. It was a very foreign experience. Uh, I don't want to sound arrogant or cocky, but I'm used to being out in front and used to being in those lanes, fours and fives. Um, so yeah, when you flip at the fifty, going out in your first, you know, legit race back in a couple months, and you're a body length behind, it's tough. It's uh, you. Nesty detailed your training, and he he detailed. What were his words? His words were. Only three practices a week in May. He ramped you up to eight, and then he said, "You know, there's not a whole lot to to taper from from that." What did he say? He described it as, "You know, he, he needs more muscle. He needs more muscle for pop, and he uh, he's going to have to do, he's going to have to do some work to get to finish his races." And it's sort of like swimming. Swimming is just so. There's no lying in swimming. It's just right. It's like that's what it is. It's in, it's an equation. It is, a, it is a beautiful sport. You get exactly what you put in. And you know what? Sometimes even less. Because your body just might be throwing a fit that day. You might be a little sick. You might slip off your wall. It's the most fair sport. And then kind of not really. <laughs> um, not on the good side. Uh, there's no accident. But that is that why I love it. You know, what you're putting in day in and day out is what you're going to get out of it. And knowing full well, I was not even close to being at 100% at trials. But I wanted to go to a swim meet. I wanted to compete. I wanted to see where I was at and not let my pride get in the way, you know, because and I've been doing that. Not my pride get in the way. I don't want to word it that way, but you felt the pressure of the world every time I step up to the blocks and the pressure from myself was even more of, I wanted to prove, you know, even more of, okay, 2017 wasn't just a fluke, you know, and then 19, you know what, this is leading to the Olympic year. Let me not bomb this. So it was really nice this year, starting a season, not out of fear, but just out of excitement of who knows what's going to happen. And I don't want to say, I don't want people to think that, ah, I don't care what happens. I don't, I don't want to work hard anymore. I got, I have a very large chip on my shoulder. I don't want trials to happen again. Um, and I don't think it will, you know, I, again, I, I, yeah, I probably hit normal schedule eight practices is still not full schedule i was still only lifting twice a week um so i had i had two months under my belt so for two months you know what i think that's pretty kick-ass how i did so 
I don't want that to happen again. I don't want to go 49 4. I don't want to go 51 6 or whatever I went. So, yeah, I, as soon as I got back from trials, what am I going to do? Take a break, dude? I was out of the water so long. Like, I don't want to take a break. I went in, talked to my strength coach, talked with Tracy. I'll go in and talk with Nasty. I wanted to let him have his downtime and, you know, whatever. But yeah, I just got back in the weight room, got my weight back up, just getting strong. And then everyone's back on campus August 20th, 23rd, like that. And then, you know what? I was running singles after after trials because I don't want November, December to roll around and I'm just gassed. But it's just so fun right now. I was out of water for so long and just having parts of my sport back of just the enjoyment and being around people. I don't, that's all I want us from forever, dude. Training is so much fun. Being around, being around teammates, being around the coaches. Like the deck is such such a special place, and it always will be. And then when I can't swim anymore, you better believe I'm going to be coaching. It was a question. It's like, yeah, when this is over, you you know, are you going to stay back? Are you going to stay on the sport? A thousand percent. I and if you asked me that two years ago, a year ago, I would have said no, probably not. But I think now I'm in such a, a special. I guess time in my life where yes, I'm training with the college guys. Um, yeah, I'm friends with them. Yeah. They've been over my house. Yeah. We play baseball together, Mario Kart, everything. There's some of my really good friends on that team. And then I also have a locker in the coach's locker room, (laughs) you know? So it's like, Oh, I don't really want to deal with your gross locker room, but, um, I feel like I'm almost an in water coach at this point to where I'm still, I'm still learning from these guys. I'm still getting beat in practice. So I still have that, that team element and then also there's things that i'm finding out now about the sport or about myself such as book club where i just want to share with them where i almost have enough of a separation to where i feel like i can go to them and i can help them to where yeah and in and in water coach that in, in between coach um and then i can bring things to the coach to where hey we need to do this different this is what i'm noticing this is what they're talking about in practice this is what people are have concerns about or complaints about or want to do things different where they might not have the, you know, go want to go directly to the coach. So it's a really fun, really fun timeline I'm at right now with the group at UFs and then who we have on deck. I I hope the incoming freshmen, sophomores, I mean, all the way up to the seniors, I hope that they just don't take for granted the group we have right now because I'm walking on deck every day. Katie, Katie's usually, hang it, Katie's usually there before me, but me and Katie are usually the first two there. Good morning, Katie. Me and Bobby stretch in the same spot by one of the flagpoles. And then I'm watching Kieran walk on deck. I'm watching Natalie walk on deck. I'm watching our coach Nasty walk on deck. It is one of the gnarliest, coolest experiences that I I hope for the younger kids are not just brushing that off because I I am in awe every time I walk on deck. I like that for you. It's fa- it is fantastic dude it is just the i get to go to disney world every time at 6 a.m it is the best most fun thing ever well it's a there's a question i had i had that i wanted to ask before it's just you know because you you you've uh you've gone through this this journey and um what do you feel like you have the tools to manage um to manage this through you know next year and in the years afterwards it's like do you feel like you have more tools have you done the work in your time off to feel like you're ready to to manage this going forward thousand percent a hundred a thousand a million percent and i already made a deal with nesty i already made a deal with my counselor if this happens again then i'm done swimming 
You know, it's as simple as that. And I, then I'd be more than probably not more than happy to walk away, but it means that this is not, this is not meant for me, but I have full confidence moving forward with the work I put in, um, with Nicole. I mean, it, it was, it was tough. It was tough. And it was, it was really special getting a, I'm really proud of you from something other than swimming. And I never thought I needed that in my life because I'm not big on, I'm not big on compliments. I'm not big on, on gifts. I'm not a very sentimental person. I didn't realize hearing that first, I'm really proud of you from my counselor, how much that would mean because it's always been about swimming and I'll brought you brush it off. You brush it off, you get immune to it. Um, but hearing that it was, it was tough work, man. It was really tough work. And you know, she's, she's like, you know, I can, I can see why you're good at swimming because you're you're coming into counseling with the same approach that I would bring with uh, training. You know, I was that that was my training at that time. Um, you know, wasn't missing, didn't miss a session if I didn't want to go in, didn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not going to happen again. I know I have the tools moving forward, and if it does, then I'm done here, and then I'll go apply for a coaching position at UF, and then that's it. I, I always. And I'll share this. A lot of people don't know this. My wife's a, a counselor of the full practice. And really? I go, I'm, yeah, and I've been in counseling for 30 years. So I, I go to a counselor and we have a, a, a marriage counselor and we've been married 25 years. I love my wife. And it's like, so, but at a certain point into my like early 30s, I, I, it was, you know, I'd been doing it for years and I went, huh, God, we, tr- we go to the gym and we train and I train like a, like an athlete for so long. Why wouldn't I do this? Yes. Why didn't, why didn't I start doing this long ago? Yep. Yes. And I'm like, it works. It really does. And not every person's going to work for everybody, but we're the most complex, you know, emotionally charged beings on this earth. We got to be doing something for that. Um, and everyone's different. Not every counselor is going to work for everybody, but if there's one thing I can recommend, even if you feel like you don't need it once a month, well, it didn't, yeah, once a week, that's what I'm doing right now. Once a month, once every two months, I don't know. All I know is it worked for me. And I hope someone can find at least a 1% of what I got out of my counseling and it, it'll help. Um, and I'll be in counseling forever. I already told that to my counselor. Um, it, this is not just, a, oh, I'm feeling good. Now let's go back to swimming and just restart this whole process. That's what I'm confident with the group I have and putting everything out there with my inner circle of like, here's what went wrong. Here's what we need to do different. And here's what the red flags that I need y'all to keep an eye on. So I'm a little bit under a microscope right now, um, but I'm not good at looking out for myself. And I think that's the first thing realizing is because swimming would take priority over everything, everything. And it worked, worked. It got gold medals, but I don't really consider that working because it, you know, body kept the score and I, everything came crashing down. Um, and that's not going to happen again. So yeah, to answer your question, it's not going to happen again. Did you read that book? The body keeps the score. Yeah, I did. I thought I'd slip in a little shout out there. Yeah. I read that one. Yeah, no, me too. It's a great book. If you're out there and you need to read the, it's you, you should, I'll put it in the show notes. The, um, yeah, put, um, put a un, untethered soul in there too. I think body keeps the score and untethered soul. Those are two, two very good. They're heavy. You might have to read a chapter, set it down and go just sit on your porch like this, but they're great reads. Wow, this is unexpected. I didn't. I didn't. That you've really come a long way. <laughs> well, with reading, knowing that I read, it's like it's like Moses. You went to the backside of the desert and came back. It's it it is very traumatic. But it, and I, it's 
it's real. I'm 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 glad that I'm glad that you're back. Did you did you did you watch World Championships? No. No. Um I, I looked at I looked at results. Um, but no. I, and honestly, I was I was never one of those guys to begin with of like, you know, checking the scores and watching every video. Um, but I, I was checking results. Um yeah. But I don't think I watched some of the race replays. I watched Kyle's hundred free. I watched the two hundred free. That's all I watched. Oh no, I think that's all I watched, dude. Uh, the two free and hundred, hundred free. I think so. You didn't watch the two hundred fly. I didn't watch the two hundred fly. Dude, I, oh, I, I watched. I did watch um, Marchant's um, Plan. And I had to watch that, dude. You watch someone go the fastest time ever. Like, come on. I did. I did, did I'm bringing it up just because Team USA is realized. You know, it's uh, it's 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 core. It's a uh, men's four by one free. You know, it, it was great to see Jack go from eighth to second. And um, winning medals matters, and and performance matters on a relay, and and, and you, you need to have you need to have talent that comes together, and it looks like Team USA has talent that is rising, and um, and that that bodes well for relays. But that's my opinion, looking from the outside in. How do you feel about it? I mean, that's that's why the the trials are so cutthroat. That's the point of it. You pick who's going to be the best, who is the fastest members and best swarmers we have in this country that is who deserves to be on these relays that's why i was okay i didn't make the team why would i why would i even want to go for a relay i didn't make i wasn't the fastest i don't want my name to carry me through the sport forget that that's why we had a bunch of new guys coming up and i thought honestly i thought usa did i thought they did pretty good i didn't think they deserved as much of the criticism as as they got like if you look on paper like Okay, maybe a couple races could have swung here or there if you know Kieran could have maybe made the A final for four free. Um, you know, Chase could have got maybe swum in for a bronze for the four AM. But if you really look at how that meet went, Australia just swam lights out. Um, China did had a really good swim meet. It's not that we did that bad. We really did it. Like, I don't know what race it like we you had Jack Alexi go from he got a silk like he could have won the hundred. He could have been world champ. What are we talking about here, folks? Like we had so many people step up that got dismissed because oh, Team USA didn't get a gold medal on on night one. I, I don't. I think that actually was one of the the statistics. But um, and going to I mean going to that like we have the biggest target on our back every time, and we're aware of that. But I don't really think anyone underperformed. Murph got his. I think that was his first individual world. Time. Yeah, like. Come on, folks. What are we doing here, folks? Like, we had people really, really step up. And then that 400 medley, like, to be honest, I was a little nervous for that one. But as the meet went on, everyone got better and better. So I don't really know what more people expected from us. Um, you know, maybe, maybe if we win every single event, maybe people will, maybe that'll do. But I think from what I figure from this meet, is it's never going to be good enough. Um, but I thought Team USA did very well. I thought the relays did fantastic, especially for some of the young guys being on there. So, yeah, I thought we did great. 20 silver medals. How many? 20. 20? We had 20 silver medals. So if, if you think about it, I, I'm like, 20 silver, silver medals of the world champs the year before the Olympics, that's 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 not a bad place to be. I think that's a great place to be, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Australia just did fantastic. 
they did so i mean i have a lot of friends i have a lot of australian friends uh i mean even seeing most of them at the the speedo photo shoot so i was actually in japan um at the end of the meet because i was up there for the speedo photo shoot yeah it's a rivalry but like it's kind of like georgia i mean i'm supposed to hate university of georgia because the florida georgia rivalry. i have so many friends on georgia that it's so tough to like not like the program and that's that's how it is for the Aussies. like they're just such good people um and yeah i would definitely give them the nod that they won that meet um 20 silver medals yeah going back i can't shake that i didn't know it was that many dude but yeah year before the olympics i'm fine with that that's it. You're totally fine with that. It's a it's a big squad. So that my word salad from World Championships was three things. It was the twenty silver medals. Um, Thomas Heilman. I we we talked to Thomas, and he's he's only sixteen. He really was excited to see you. You're, you've inspired his career. He's watched he's he's watched you closely. And um, the other thing was was Cam McAvoy's fifty free, and and he's twenty nine. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm doing the math. Dressel would Dressel do the fifty free in 2028? I, I hope so. You what are you gonna do? Oh 30, yeah, dude. 31? Um, so I just turned twenty-seven. Um, twenty-eight, so five years. Yeah, thirty-one. No, I'll still be thirty. I'll still be thirty because um, Olympics in yep. July. That's that's right, and it's um, but you know, no, I was. It's a it's a funny question because it's like you know you're. You're already an Olympic superstar. And I had this conversation with Ryan Murphy. I'm like, do you go to LA 2028 and go to the event in a limousine every day? Because that's what you do after you, after, you know, or do you go and, and suffer the pain? Because you could, you could go to the Olympics and you could go, you could just do four or five appearances a day, tool around in a limousine, thank <laughs> your friends, make a boatload of money because you do. And then um, it's two different experiences, and and Ryan's like, I don't know, I think I might, I think I might want to compete, dude. Swimming in front of a home crowd, that was, and we talked about this for trials for the hundred fly. Um, I had a I had a super easy morning swim. I think it was forty nine, nine. I don't know, but rarely do we. I mention these things like with Troy or even Nesty of like, I want to go world record tonight on American soil. I think having an Olympics on U.S. Dude, because we never have swim meets here. Like, they're either in Europe or Asia. Um, having that, of course, like, yeah, I want to swim in 2028. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. Whether it's just a 50 free, it's going to be hard for me to drop events. Like, I would feel like such a wimp. Like, I don't want to get to a point in my career where I'm like, nah, now nah, let's drop on a free, just do the 50. Like, if I'm capable of doing it, I want to. I want to do as many as I can. I want to do as many as I can, especially if it's on American soil. Um, I can't imagine because trials. If that's just a little taste of it, like you get jealous in Rio, hearing the Brazilians walk out for their relay. Um, in Tokyo, well, there's no one in the crowd for Tokyo. Um, but like all the other World Championships, like just hearing the home crowd, that I like. I crave that. That sounds so so amazing. So yeah, I mean, I already planned on going until 28, anyways. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, Murph's got, yeah, he'll end up swimming 28 for sure. I'll make him, I need him on my relays. going to make Murph swim. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, uh, no, that's awesome. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you, don't, you don't have to work that hard. You're swimming back sure. It's all, you're just getting sun on your face. Yeah. Yeah. You get to breathe the whole time. 
Yeah, I well, I can't say that. I don't honestly. I don't really understand backstroke. It's I just don't float that well, dude. And it just kind of it hurts. To be honest, it hurts my shoulders. So yeah, I'll leave it to Murph. You mentioned the speedo shoot, speedo athlete, and you did speedo shoot, and it's uh, we can't talk about what happened there, but it's kind of cool. It's big. This was this shoot is for the Olympic year. And with with the speedo suits, and um, so there's good there, this. So you know, there's there's speedo is is in development on some cool stuff, and you did the photo shoot, and they're going to have some interesting interesting suits coming out. That's- yes, besides besides getting to see all my Australians and my Brits and all my lovely team speedo teammates, yes, there was very excited. There was more than just that reason to be excited about the photo shoot. But speedo shoots are always so much fun anyways so people that are listening just so you know um they they you know we interface with them and they're they're partner with with swimswam but it's a um in bull in bold font big font do not discuss what it is and i was like okay we're not gonna do that that's fair it's fair it's what you know i understand but it, so that's a teaser to let you know it's coming yeah and then before I get myself in trouble, I'll just say yeah again because I don't want to keep talking and get fired. Yeah, you're gonna be fine. We would, we would, we're not gonna let that happen. I, I don't, I don't know what else, what, what else there is to talk about. It's, uh, I think you covered it all. It's, um, I, I, I feel bad now because I don't think you should do Dressel dissects anymore because I, I think that if you're not in the pool, you need to, you need to act like a twelve year old and have, have fun with your. <laughs> you're, you're gonna wait a second. Here's the thing. You're gonna have you so you're gonna have a baby in February. Yeah. So we went in yesterday for the ultrasound. Crazy stuff, dude. Crit like I'm I I don't know if anyone else is just like, whoa, Caleb's having a baby because I, I'm all, I also feel that way. So if everyone else feels that way, it's totally fine. Yeah, I'm going in for an ultrasound. Um and this thing this thing, because we find out tomorrow if it's a boy or a girl, um it's like a week ahead. This thing's massive. It's the size of like a cupcake right now, and it should be not the size of a cupcake. Um, but yeah, so the due date it went back. Um, it's a it's a week earlier now. So it was February nineteenth, um, and then now it's the twelfth or whatever. Honestly, my math's pretty spot on because that set yeah, February twelfth now. Okay, so um, by the time this media comes out. Uh, you will have done the gender reveal. Are you going to post that to Instagram? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll post that. Um, Drop yours. It's it's at Caleb Dressel. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At Caleb Dressel. So if you want to know the gender of of, uh, Caleb and Megan's uh, child. Oh, was there a son? Was your son? I, I I misspoke. I mean, I have a daughter. I didn't, I mean, I don't, maybe I want a son subconsciously, but I have a child. I have a daughter. I I think it's a I think it's a girl. I don't know why. Okay. I I just have a feeling that that it's a girl. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. You know what? There's very few occasions in your life where you get everyone in the same room that you love. Wedding is one. Um, I'm kind of figuring out people will drive a distance for anything to do with you having a baby. So, um, baby stuff, but gender reveals. Um, apparently, like I guess guys coming to baby showers are a thing now um so i'll make my my best friends drive up for that that's just a good excuse and then yeah at your funeral but you won't remember that so i think we're trying to milk this this baby stuff but yeah tomorrow everyone i love 
is going to be under our roof. So I'm like, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Well, I appreciate your sharing everything you did. I think that it's a, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. It's plain. And, and, and it's, it, it, everybody understands that. And, um, and I think the broader media too would be, it makes sense. You know, like it all makes sense. It's, it's all positive. Yeah. And it's, you know what? It's no one's fault. It is no one's fault, but mine. And I, I was to, again, that like, I will stand by that, but coming out of that, I knew I needed help. Um, and I know people would have liked me to have done things different or to do things their way, but, and, and that's totally fine. That is totally cool, dude. Free country. I'll stand by that. You say what you, you can say whatever you want about me. You, you can say whatever you want about me. I mean, I might not like you afterwards, but you know, that's totally fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at right now, but it had to be done the way that I did it. Had to be done with just disappearing. Everyone in their life, most people have a moment where they're like, they go too far with something or it gets out of balance and they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. So this yeah. experience is pervasive. Everyone has this moment. So I hope, you know, it's maybe, maybe someone's not old enough to have had it, but you know, it's, yes, it's, it makes sense. So yeah, yeah. You're, you're a sweetheart. I love you, buddy. It's uh, <laughs> thank you so much. If there's anything you need, let me know. You go have a good day and I'm going to try and do the same thing. All right. See you, dude. Thank you. Yes, sir.